What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Uh, yeah, that's right. Another riveting edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. I pulled a bunch of uh, shows from uh, early on the podcast, uh, well, I guess, timeline. Uh, I, I pulled a bunch of Patreon shows from way back. This is probably like four months when I was into it. So it's really bizarre because um, the things going on in the world were much different. This is all pre-COVID. Uh, I was probably still a recu- uh, a recub, Republican then. And um, yeah, I was probably telling people to vote for Trump. So if you, hear, uh, if you happen to hear any weird shit in this that you know doesn't line up, with where my brain is right now, point it out to me. Say, oh my God, timestamp, 11 minutes in, Friday show. Uh, you said you want dick in your mouth. You know, whatever. Doesn't matter. Send it along. So here you go. Let us get going with not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome to the party, Andrea here. People say I have a sexy voice, but it doesn't compare to the star of the show. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. Here's the host, Eric Zane. Come on, big boy. Show me what you've got. (laughs) Okay, welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. What's happening? The uh, Patreon bonus is happening now. Uh, welcome to uh, all of those who are viewing it on the live stream for Patreon bonus. And for those of you uh, who uh, do listen to this later, just the audio, you tier two folks, you know, you have access to every video. Don't forget that I have uh, the uh, latest edition of PA Pranks up, episode eight, and it's a doozy. Now, why there's single digits into who's watched it, uh, that's uh, flat out remarkable. It's funny. Check it out on your Patreon feed for all of you who uh, have access to that. Saw an interesting story about a radio station that, boy, what a sad, sad state of affairs. San Diego radio station, I think it's called like the Mighty 1590. It's a terrific, uh, was a terrific uh, sports station that for years uh, catered to the uh, folks that support the uh, local sports teams, used to be the Chargers, then they moved to Los Angeles. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a big sports market, San Diego, for this, uh, at least for this radio station. Maybe the uh, team leaving had something to do with the radio station falling apart. But you got this uh, big market radio station owned by some company. I'd never heard of the company. And, well, things fell apart, and they ended up um, pulling, I think there was a land dispute or something like that, with like the property that had their tower or something like that. And they, they lost the uh, ability to broadcast the radio station. Now this does happen from time to time Uh, on LAV in Grand Rapids. That actually happened. Similar story where uh, the guy who owned the land that the LAV tower was on decided that he, he didn't want any more tenants there, and he was going to do something else with the property, whether it be sell it for uh, God knows what, I don't know. But they had to get out. 
So that was a tough, tough time for uh, my man Dave Grant over there uh, on Monroe Center to have to uh, keep that radio station. I've been on the radio, I mean, legendary radio station. It's the cash cow for the cluster of radio stations there. So you better be damn sure that that gets fixed. So they're still, they're still trying to sort that out. So this does happen. But the radio station had, uh, they, they were running just like the stream of it, like the online version. So you got people doing shows and stuff like that just for an online audience. Well, the guy who runs the radio station goes walking into the studio where there's some 20-year-old kid running the board for some guy who's on the air. And it's some host. I don't know who the hell he is. And uh, the guy who runs the radio station says, yeah, uh, the stream has now been shut down. Um, No further information. The board has decided that we are ceasing operations. So everything's done. See you later. And the guy walked out. He informed like the board op. It'd be like if Tyler Doan were at the radio station and that's the guy who they told, well, the shit at the fan, man. And uh, so all these people just like that, out of a job very very scary man i don't know i i i um i don't know how this i mean i can understand radio stations struggling because of well that you know what it's it's a uh, it's a combination of things here's the issues at hand in the 1990s the government decided to deregulate the industry. And that was the beginning of the end. Back in the day, prior to that, an owner could own one AM and one FM radio station in every town. That encouraged diversity of ownership, different radio stations, different staffs that run those radio stations, and so on. When that ended, the restrictions, all these companies started to take over and grow and become these big conglomerates. And what do big conglomerates do? They try to get more for less. At about that time, automation came into play. That means you could run your radio station with a computer. You didn't need a person to do it. That and the um, what I talked about in the last breath, Two huge things that have led to a dwindling uh, job atmosphere and um, less need to really take care of your radio station. Less people are, are doing more things. Radio stations that make that do well in markets are typically the ones run by a person. There are very few of those left in the industry. And now all of these radio companies are in deep, deep trouble because for whatever reason, they're not making money and their operating costs are still the same. And they're uh, owned by ownership groups and things like that. People who are demanding that their money get paid to them. So these radio companies all go bankrupt and then in their bankruptcy, they get their debt reorganized. So they're still in debt but not as much debt when they come out of bankruptcy. But that doesn't mean your radio station's any better off because you still got to sell advertising on the radio station, something that wasn't being done in the first place. 
uh, because of, for whatever reason, and I don't know that reason. But I know that it was being done in the past and everybody was getting rich when just moms and pops were doing it. So I don't know how the hell anybody could F that up. So in the end, there's probably going to come a day, I predict, when these gigantic radio companies, in order to pay off the debt of these shareholders, were like, all right, come on, man. I mean, I gave you a million dollars upfront money and I, I'm, I, I'm getting cents on the dollar now. I want some of that back. What they're going to do is they're going to sell radio stations. They're going to sell them back. And with a little bit of luck, uh, they won't be bought up by other companies. They'll be bought up by individuals who will then run them appropriately and will the pendulum will swing back to a way that radio is run a little bit differently i don't know that might be a pie in the sky thing because you still have automation you still have very very few people you still have the same problems of uh, you gotta sell advertising oh by the way add into the mix ha the online platform where basically dickheads like me can deliver the content of spoken word uh and if you have a licensed music uh, to whomever they want, whenever they want, for as long as they want. And uh, you pay for what you want, which is what you're doing right now. Uh, you're listening to this because you think, ah, it's worth it. You might think that for now. You might, you might be wavering a little bit on that. I try, uh, I try my hardest not to keep that uh, or to keep that from happening. But basically, that's the shitstorm that's going on right now as radio tries to figure this out. But I couldn't believe that, that the guy who runs the radio station marches into some kid and says, oh, hey, uh, we're done. Um, and then he put out a memo, this manager, I don't know what the fuck his name is. And he said, yeah, tomorrow at 11 o'clock, bring a box. It said that on the memo. Bring a box. Holy fuck. All right, let's play a little bit of sound before I get to a gross story. Uh, let's start with Zuckerberg. Uh, this poor dude. Uh, everybody's everybody's uh, ripping this guy over this one. I don't know. Uh, Zuckerberg made a joke about the privacy issues. You know, uh, Facebook was on the hot seat for a long time about privacy. Zuckerberg is at a conference of web developers on Tuesday, made a joke about Facebook not having the best reputation when it comes to privacy issues. If you listen closely, I think I heard one person laugh, but then no one else laughed. Check this I out. know that we don't exactly have the, the strongest reputation on privacy right now to... Yeah. Put it lightly. But I'm committed <laughs> to doing this well oh, and to starting a new chapter it, uh, for our, our products. Oh, boy. It sounds like one of mine. That sounds like one of Stu's. Shit. Where is it? Do it again. Do it again. Oh, that's what, yeah, my, that's why I need I, I know that we don't exactly have the, the strongest reputation on privacy right now to put it lightly. I heard somebody laugh. I heard somebody laugh. But I'm committed to doing this well and to starting a new chapter for our, our products. Oh, my God. All right. Where else are we going to go? Um, Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's more. Let's see. We got a Trebek update. Trebek apparently is struggling, which I don't like to hear. Before we get to that, though, uh, one of my favorites, Cardi B. Oh, my God. I love this lady. Uh, she had a baby. How about this? I feel good, and then sometimes I feel like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, your your skin is, is like, more stretched out. I just got my boobs redone. I do experience that mom guilt, you know? Like, it's like right now my baby's with me. 
Oh, she's here? Yeah, she's here. But it like it makes me so sad sometimes because it's like, oh my gosh, all that traveling. And I know her sleeping schedule is getting a little messed up. I and I know every single time I don't that think she gets she's on Latino airplane, or Latina. She's not a Latina. Is she? I think she starts I think she crying. Is. And I just be feeling I think so she sad speaks because with like like a... I know the pain. You know when your ears pop? It's like she made her own accent up, is what she did. My daughter f***ed me up. She's talking about her baby. She did. She sure did. No. It is getting harder because she knows me. Like, you know, she she recognizes yeah. more now. And it's just like, you could just tell that she, like, wants me there. Like, sometimes when she sees me leaving, she looks right, at me like, can't take it. where you going? Uh, before we get to the Trebek thing, this guy is at it again. Jamie Holzhauer. James, we come to you now, and James I Holzhauer. should tell you, and it gives me pleasure in telling you this, that in winning today's game, which you're going to do, you, you, sure? will, yes, you will tie Julia Collins at 20 victories, and that is the second highest total of regular games won by any contestant on Jeopardy. Yeah. So congratulations. Let's see if you came up with the correct response. Of course you did. And your wager, substantial? Of course it was. 40,784. 40,000 he wagered that. Today. And now a 20-day total of $1,528,012. Wow. Enjoy the moment. You deserve it. Damn it. God, is that awesome. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he got 101,682 last night for one night's work. Quite a haul. Son of a bitch. All right. I had heard that Trebek was struggling. Uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. You all heard him not long ago. He said, I'm going to fight this. Well, of course you're going to fight that. Oh, God. Pancreatic cancer. When does I, I don't, I've never heard anybody say, yeah, I'm cancer free after pancreatic cancer. My oncologist tells me I'm doing well, even though I don't always feel it. Mm. Uh, I've had kidney stones, I've had ruptured discs, so I'm used to dealing with pain. But what I'm not used to dealing with is the surges that come on suddenly of deep, deep sadness. And it brings tears to my eyes. I've discovered in this whole episode, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm a bit of a wuss. But... I'm fighting through it. Uh, uh, the numbers that indicate the cancer indi- the cancer indicators, those are coming down. Good. So I've got another chemo uh, next week, and then we'll do uh, a review to find out where things stand. Yeah, we just need one guy to beat pancreatic cancer. That's all I need to see. One guy to beat that. Uh, to find a freaking cure. My God. Uh, more measles news, for God's sake. We're combining the... Uh, uh, the new movie, the Avengers, uh, the the new Avengers movie Endgame, with the measles. Holy shit! Now this isn't just fear mongering about measles. Now I I can't get measles. I was vaccinated. Uh, you can't get measles. More than likely, you were vaccinated. If you weren't vaccinated, or if you know you're not, a, your mom didn't vaccinate you. Get vaccinated. Okay, because you could you could carry it, you could have it, you get other people who are stupid like you or or young, young kids. uh, You can make them sick. Don't be a dick. Get vaccinated. This dumb twat infected with measles went to the midnight premiere of Avengers Endgame. People there are freaking out now uh, when they found out about this as to who could be exposed. It's not clear if she knew she was sick when she went. Uh, this is an employee of the movie theater talking. The last place I would have ever expected was my job. 
I wasn't even expecting Orange County. I wasn't expecting it anywhere near, let alone a movie theater. You get me? Like, that is just crazy. And people, if you know you have the measles, please do not come to a movie theater, let alone a public place. But you, you, you should never have had the measles. This was, this was on the way to being a dead disease. We were doing so well. How this happened, I don't know. There may be a, um, in this story, there might be a end to the uh, potential problem of no meat on the planet. And I, for one, don't want anything to do with this. There's an article in CNN that talks about how folks are starting to turn towards insects and maggots as an as an alternative um, protein source uh, going forward for the future. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smelly shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. That's right. Crickets and maggots. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smelly shit hippie Dirty fucking hippie I'm looking at uh, some 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 structure it's it's called a um, a cricket shelter um, it I it's hard to explain what it looks like but uh, it provides food in the form of insects and emergency accommodation in times of crisis I don't even know where this thing is but scientists are looking into the potential. This was in Australia where it happened. Or maybe it's New Zealand. I don't know. Um, at a university, University of Queensland meat science professor Lawrence Hoffman is exploring how maggots, locusts, and other alternative proteins might be used or added to a range of specialty foods. The article says, why turn to bugs when you could have a tasty steak? Hoffman believes conventional livestock won't be a, a, won't be able to meet the global demand for meat. All right, pause right there. I am sick and tired of big brain people looking into their crystal ball of dickheadery and telling me what the future is going to hold. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of telling me that all the glaciers, people are telling me all the glaciers are going to melt. They might, they might. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm sick and tired of telling me that we're going to, people tell me we're going to run out of room. I'm sick and tired of telling me that asteroids are going to hit the planet. I'm sick and tired of uh, all of this shit. Quit telling me what you know is going to happen when you don't really know what the fuck is going to happen, you asshole. You're just uh, creating fear, you dumb dick. But I'm not buying it. Well, this dummy says, oh, yeah, you know, we're we're not going to have any more cows. That's just the way it is. Uh, the biggest potential for sustainable protein production lies with insects and new plant sources, this dick said in a statement. Studies show that Western consumers who may recoil from the idea of eating insect-based meals will try insects if they are processed and disguised, tucked inside familiar favorites, as it were. For example, one of my students has created a very tasty insect ice cream. Fuck that fuck you and tell your student to fuck off okay uh the known as entomophagy or entomophagy the scientific word for eating insects 
is commonly practiced in at least 113 countries. Yeah, because they don't have cows. They're eating dirt cookies on a dirt floor. Fuck it. No way. I'm going to go eat an Oreo. According to a recent study, and with more than 2,000 documented edible species, well, of course they're edible. It's a fucking bug. Who hasn't eaten a bug accidentally? Insects have won the approval of the United Nations. Ooh, great. Which recommends them as a potential solution to the global food shortage. How'd you like to be the missionary guy who shows up in uh, whatever uh, part of the world, in the middle of uh, nowhere, where they, they're expecting to see something, uh, you know, the missionary walks in with his with his missionary wife and they smell like bo because they're stupid fucking hippies and and all the locals there are like oh good i'm so happy they're gonna bring us flour we're so happy with your arrival thank you yes we'll take your bible oh this is wonderful what do you have for us crickets holy shit guy's gonna rip the bone out of his nose and bury it in that cocksucker's jugular right there good night All right. Environmentally friendly. They can be produced with a fraction of the gas emissions that go into livestock production. While nutritional studies have shown insects to be a good source of protein by weight, though fat and vitamin content vary across species. Who gives a shit, man? A portion of this asshole's research focuses on chickens. Poultry is a massive industry worldwide, and the industry is under pressure to find alternative. The industry is not under pressure to find alternative proteins. We make more chickens. That's what we do. You know, unless you. uh, Does Stu eat chickens? Yes, it's okay. Stu's on this really dickheadish, stupid fucking food thing where he won't eat mammals. Okay. And what a dick. God, I'm going to beat him every time I hear him talk about it. Uh, yeah, he'll eat a chicken, though. I don't even know why he's doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it because I love mammals, but not chickens or fish. Shut up, Stu. Uh, all right, where were we? I lost my train of thought. Uh, poultry. Industry under pressure to find alternative proteins. I said no, they're not. Ethical and green. And the grain crops currently being used. Look, I know that killing the beast is, it can't be fun. And I don't even like to think about it. But damn it, I'm going to eat it. It's going to happen. You've got to separate that livestock, chickens, as being like pets. They're not. That's a that's a, a commodity. That's a that's a food source, damn it. I know they're cute, but we need to eat, so fuck off. Anyway, chickens in the wild don't eat food preparation. They eat insects and larvae. It's all pretty logical. Um, let's see, hold on, let me back up here. Uh, he's this dude is looking at the potential use of larva maggots from the black soldier fly as a protein source for chicken production. So this Dick's saying, well, the chickens are eating insects and larva in the first place. So what does it matter? It's like, yeah, well, I don't have to eat them. I'm not a chicken. You stupid fuck. I can eat the chicken. I can, I'll just eat the chicken. The evidence is on his side when broiler chicken diets include up to 15 percent larva. 
larva meal, chicken production, as well as breast meat, meat, aroma, flavor, juiciness, and tenderness are not comprised, are not compromised, his research finds. Who cares? Jesus. Hoffman is also looking at the meat of kangaroos as a potential source of global protein since they have the ability to graze in areas unsuitable for most animals. Uh, whatever. I don't care. Eat, eat a, if you want to eat a kangaroo, I don't know how great they are or else we'd be eating it now. You know, because those kangaroos are ripped. You know, those are strong, muscular creatures. And uh, they're not full. They don't have much fat on them. So it's probably going to taste dry as a 100-year-old vagina. So I don't want to eat anything that is dry as that. So the kangaroo can fuck off just like this guy. Uh, Let's see. Rabbit patties. Hey, a ground rabbit patty. You know, that doesn't sound that terrible. I don't know why. Just as long as it tastes good, it's all I care about. Uh, One of the recent studies examined uh, adding fermented Royabas extract. I don't know. A broom-like plant that grows in South Africa and is mainly used to brew tea. They add that to rabbit meat patties to test its abilities as a natural additive in the manufacture. This is all a detail we didn't need, dumbass. Uh... Idiot says there needs to be a global re, uh, reappraisal of what can constitute healthy, nutritional, and safe food for all. Yeah, I agree, but you know what's not on there? Uh, bugs. Consider the humble history of the lobster. Until the late 19th century, lobsters had a negative reputation, and so were fed to slaves, servants, and prisoners in the New England towns in the United States where they were plentiful and cheap. Some towns even enacted laws to prevent prisoners from being fed them too frequently as it would be inhumane to give them more. All the prisoners are going, shh, shut the fuck up. These things are great. An overpopulated world is going to struggle to find enough protein unless people are willing to open their minds and stomachs to a much broader notion of food. When are people going to get it through their heads that eventually there is going to be so many people on this planet that there will be no more room in like 50 million years. I don't know when. Who knows? Okay? And um, there isn't a, a goddamn thing we can do about it. There isn't a thing we can do about it, and nobody should do a thing about it. It Use the planet, okay? That's what baby Jesus put, put us here for. Come on. And quit trying to tell me what it's going to be like in 100 years. F off. I'm cold now, and I like chicken. Shut up. All right. There you go. And let's end with this. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smell the shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. One more? One more? No. That's it. I'm out of time. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for following the show. Bye-bye. Love it. A break in the action. I'm not the best of. The Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. First of all, the show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Send me an email. Shoreliner striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Shows on Twitch live every morning at 8 Eastern time. Uh, Just search Eric Zane live on Twitch. You'll find me there. Follow it. Subscribe to it. I got a Patreon. Makes me money. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. That's where Who Are These Zanes is. The 
uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast is there. And then newly added, who are these free beers? Where we uh, review the free beer and hot wing show and uh, uh, poke fun. Uh, similar to what we do on who are these Zanes, you know. Okay. Anyway, while I'm at it, the free podcast is powered by sponsors. Thanks to Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, sarahondagranville.com. That's where you need to buy a new Honda. Number one volume Honda dealer in all of the great state of Michigan. If you're in the West Michigan area, make a trip to Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, Sarah Honda Granville, and check out uh, a brand new Sarah Honda car. Test drive a new Sarah Honda Honda. Sarah Honda Honda? What? Today. They also have a massive inventory of certified pre-owned vehicles, bigger than any other lot in all of Michigan. Test drive a certified pre-owned car, which is like a year, maybe two old, at Sarah Honda Granville. All right. TC Paintball. You know Rick and the crew over there at TC Paintball. They're still hiring, by the way. Go get a job. There's no excuse for you to not have a job. TCPaintballGR.com when you want to book your event. Bachelor party. Bachelorette party. If you're like hillbilly bitches. Uh, don't f- don't forget about uh, they, they do uh, Women's Day or Women's Night or something. I don't know what the fuck. Reach out to Rick. He'll tell you all about it. Book an event at TCPaintballGR.com. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. These are the guys that the dealers turn to to fix cars. 616-532-6600 for any preventative maintenance. Maybe something goes haywire quickly and you need something fixed right away. Maybe it's as simple as an oil change or a wheel alignment. They do it all at Irvine. 616-532-6600. Free loaner cars. Please mention my name when you go to Irvine's. All right, let's continue on with more of Not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. It's time for the Eric Zane show Patreon bonus podcast, where you're more likely to hear something that would have gotten him fired from radio. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Glad to be here. Thank you. And welcome to the Eric Zane show podcast. The Patreon bonus underway again from the beautiful back alley comedy club studio in uh, godly Hudsonville, Michigan. All right, I want to start with this. You people are doing something wrong when it comes to spoilers for Game of Thrones. You might think you're clever and you're not spoiling anything for anyone, but you're spoiling things. For example, if your name is Kenny and you live in Nashville, Tennessee, Yeah, it's a hypothetical name. That could be anyone. And uh, let's say your old pal Eric in Michigan is thumbing through Facebook. And you've wanted to cleverly throw out something from Game of Thrones that you thought was uh, huge or monumental because it probably was or is. And you want to do it in a clever way that... Uh, the world who's who has who has seen the episode will know what you're getting at, but uh, those who haven't seen it, it won't spoil anything for them at all. Well, uh, I am a uh, a big fan of that show, so if I go into the show, let's say there's a there's a 
uh, a guy on the show in this final season of Game of Thrones named uh, Francisco. I'm doing it hypothetically because I'm conscientious of people that are viewing this. You, I don't want to spoil it for you. But let's just say in this hypothetical world, Francisco is a key player. And let's just say Francisco had a gigantic moment on the show and I wanted to do what, oh, my hypothetical person Kenny would be doing. And uh, let's say Francisco did something like killed somebody or got killed or, or something of that nature. And then I just write on one word, I write one word and post it to Facebook, Francisco. Everybody who sees that will know that something big happened with that character. Now, no, you're not ruining anything in the, the ex, these uh, like specific moments of the show, but damn it, I've worked for years watching this show. Don't tip me off in any way. Shut up! Shh! Don't say anything! To anybody, do you don't have to do that? What does that do? I saw what you wrote, and now I'm like, huh, something's up with this particular person that you're referencing. You might think, oh, hey, man, I didn't really say anything. I didn't doesn't matter man this is critical for years we've been watching this show now i'm i'm expecting something with her yes you did not give me anything specific but oh see i i said her damn it see what you made me do it's all your fault (laughs) yeah death oh god all right that's kind of like my little rant to start this damn thing Holy crap. Uh, All right. Let's go down this road. Joe Biden announces presidency or his boy that he's running for president. Now, uh, I like this guy. I I really do. Um, I like him and I like uh, the crazy old guy. I uh, what's his name? Oh, you know, the guy who talks like this socialism is he is that is the easiest person in the world to do an impression of bernie sanders i think that most americans can do a bernie sanders voice when you're doing bernie sanders the key thing to understand is you have to quicken your pace at the end of a sentence you can go on and on at a normal pace but as you approach the end of the sentence it's important that you quicken your pace I can only do it for so long. Stand by. Oh, that hurt. (laughs) You, you see, you think you're so smart. You're mocking me and you ended up getting throat cancer. I like, I like Biden because he's a goof. I don't, I don't like anything that these people stand for. Uh, uh, Sanders is a, a, a damn maniac. A socialist is going to take everybody's money and give it to everybody else. He's crazy. But I like him. Biden, I love this guy. There's no way in hell I'll ever vote for him. But this guy's awesome. I, I saw uh, this online that there is a bit called Joe Biden's Greatest Gaffes. 
Listen to this dumbass. This is great. I love this. My name's Joe Biden. I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Biden is a gaff machine. Tishik knows a lot about it. His mom uh, lived in uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's wait, your mom's still your mom's still alive. Is your dad passed? Thank. Oh, what the fuck? Your wait, she's God rest her soul. Oh no, wait, she's still alive. Your dad's the one who's dead. What a dumbass. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7 Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. What? Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be Vice President of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me. A man I'm proud to call my friend. A man who will be the next President of the United States, Barack Obama. He called Barack Obama Barack America. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. Oh, my God, what an asshole. <laughs> when the stock market crashed, Franklin Roosevelt got on television. When the stock market crashed, Hoover was president. Oh. And there was no television. Oh, but I'm going to tell the president I tell him his teleprompter is broken. <laughs> what will he do then? There's all kinds of old Irish sayings. This is my grandfather Finnegan. I think he made them up. But uh, it says, may the, may the hinges of our friendship never go rusty. Well, with these two folks that you're going about to meet, if you haven't already, there's no doubt about them staying oiled and lubricated here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. State senator Chuck That was the guy who was in a wheelchair, right? is in a wheelchair. It is, yeah. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I'll Fuck. tell you what. You're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Oh, man. <laughs> Guy's in a wheelchair, and he tells him to stand up. Thank you very, very much. I tell you what, stand up. is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a that running again? unless you have a slight Indian accent. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me. A man I'm proud to call my friend. Uh, yeah, so uh, he said, hey, that's right. Uh, I'm running for president. Uh, throw my hat in the ring. I'm anxious to see uh, every time there is a uh, like when the debates go down for the Democrats, it's always fucked. Because you've got all these assholes up there. Um, and, you know, somebody always gets squeezed, first of all. Somebody doesn't get enough mic time. Somebody doesn't even get invited to be on the stage. Oh, it's just a cluster. It is so... The whole process is is the worst. Uh, I just had a comment about the gaffes that George W. used to do. Oh, he makes... Biden is nothing compared to George W. Oh, God, the the historically comical things he said. Oh, I gotta I gotta dig those up over time. There's, I mean, it's, it's faded from memory now, but uh, 
Oh, man. Good stuff. Good luck to Biden for crying out loud. Uh, update on uh, on Daisy, my bulldog. Now, as you know, she got her knee constructed, reconstructed. It was crazy what they do. Uh, by the way, $3,500. $3,500. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. $3,500. They have a sign at the, at the door that says you can, you can apply for credit. I had to, I had to take, I had to take out a lot of credit. <laughs> now it's great. It is. It's what it is, is you can pay, uh, it's one year interest, fee, interest free. So you gotta, I gotta get this $3,500, 305, $3,506 paid off. In one year. If you don't get it paid off in a year, all of that interest gets packed on. So it, they're, they're just waiting, hoping and praying that you don't pay this damn thing off. Where's the calculator function on this damn thing? Oh God, I can't do the math. What does that work out to a month? I can't do it off the top of my head. You know me in math. Anyway, whatever that is a month. Oh, shit. All right. Survive, adapt. Adapt, survive. You'll figure it out, stupid. So while I was gone at Springtime Fun Park up north, remember I talked to you, Daisy's on a lot of drugs. And she, uh, well, the drug makes her constipated. She finally, finally took a dump the gnarliest of dog shits that has ever existed. She hadn't shit since Monday. You got a Monday to Saturday dump, and she hasn't stopped eating. Can you... Now, thank God I wasn't here for that. She just cut loose. The dog is doing much better, though. How would you like to... Can you imagine eating for that amount of time and not crapping for that many days? I remember when Diana's old boyfriend, Ernie, uh, he was constipated and uh, he went to Honduras. It was, yeah, Jackie and Ernie were in Honduras and uh, Ernie was, the the word is impacted. He was, that's an awful word, by the way. What's the matter? I'm impacted. What? Yeah, I, I can't shit. Ernie could not shit. And uh, he had to go to the hospital and he had to like do it, like give birth. Now, think about this. You go to your your, uh, medical school your whole life. And and I don't think there's enough money in the world that could make me want to help a grown man give birth to a big shit. Because that's essentially what the docs had to do. They're doing like push, push, push (laughs) to get Ernie to shit. And, uh, Apparently, um, it was just, uh, I, I can't even begin to imagine the relief he must have felt. He said that it was the most painful thing he ever experienced in his life. How does that even happen in the first place that you get impacted with shit? God. And I've never had a problem with that. Metamucil is the key, folks. Boy, I'm really, I really turned it real shitty here. Sorry about that. Uh, I do want to address this. Um, I, I'm, I was kind of bummed to hear this. I uh, I felt really good about um, 
the time I spent with Jamie Kennedy. Uh, my goal whenever I interview these people is uh, to make them feel very comfortable, make them feel welcome, and uh, make them feel like kings. And I understand in comedy, especially, you know, you've got people who are on the way up and the way that and, and down and show business, all uh, any type of show business, my line of work included it. There are highs and lows. And, uh, you know, I've prior to free beer, I was at lows. Uh, we worked our way up to highs and incredible. And then boom, that all ends for me. They keep on doing their thing. And, um, I don't like to say that I'm like low now. I'm just, well, it is lower. There's no question. Uh, I had to take a line of credit out to get my dog's knee fixed. So there's no, <laughs> truth be told, that is, uh, that is the case. However, it's, it's a different path now for me. Um, but that's, that's, that happens a lot in show business. There are ups and downs. And I was under the impression when I was, uh, when Jamie was coming to town, Jamie Kennedy at back alley that, you know, perhaps this is uh i mean if you're on tv doing your thing you're probably doing pretty well for yourself uh, i i don't know if that's the case now but still he's he's slugging he's grinding he's what you call a grinder you're i'm grinding he's grinding you do what you can you you entertain and and you you fucking sell it and it doesn't matter if there's three people watching a video like they are now or there's 5,000 people, you give it. If someone's, if one person's willing to give you the time of day, you better, you better sure as shit give them your best. You better be prepared. And uh, you better pretend that you're uh, on the Tonight Show because the second you fuck that up, the word gets out, you're an asshole, you're shitty, and you're fucked. So you can never, ever, ever give anything but your best. Um, I was glad to have him on. I enjoyed the conversation with him. And that's it. You know, I think, great. He's going to go out and he's going to perform in front of people at Back Alley Comedy Club. And that's it. Well, uh, I was tipped off that uh, things went south. Folks at Back Alley Comedy Club uh, posted on Facebook. Um, unfortunately, we will have to cancel the remainder of the Jamie Kennedy shows for this weekend. Now, that line says we have to cancel the remainder. It tells me that he got at least one under his belt. I don't know if it was one because he had two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. I don't know if he got two shows Friday in and then they canceled or one show Friday in and then he canceled. That, to me, is worst case scenario. Now, if he's got a certain number of people on the first show and it gets progressively less, I do not care if there's five people performing. You go out there and you perform for five people. Um, I was looking at what my buddy Stu McAllister uh, talked about this. He was online talking about it, and Stu agreed. Uh, tough shit. Uh, that's what you're there for. Go do your shows. It's your job. Uh, Back Alley was very uh, kind. They wrote, we are already in the process of refunding those that did buy tickets for tonight's show. We want to thank those that did purchase tickets in the community for your support. Jamie Kennedy's team prepared a statement. Dear Muskegon, due to low volume of ticket sales, Jamie Kennedy has canceled his final bowling alley shows. 
He loved his time here and would like to come back. If you want him back, let's rally the troops and get those bowling shoes on and poke your neighbor at Facebook so his next shows can be a strike. This seems fucked to me. I, I, uh, oh boy. I'm not sure if I like any of this. Uh, Endgame. $1.2 billion for the new Avengers film. Damn it. That is insane. Uh, shattering all records. It's number one in everything. How would you like... <coughs> Excuse me. Now, even if... My God, I, I can't... Uh, I can't even begin to fathom how many high fives the studio is, is passing around. What type of celebration must it be for the studio? Um, the fact that this movie comes out, I have no idea what the budget is, but even if it's, oh, I don't know, $700 million to make it, and I doubt it was $700 million to make this movie, to to pull that type of coin, that means you'd have $500 million extra on the first weekend alone. This is going to continue to dominate and obliterate. And uh, it's, it's just staggering to me that something can do so freaking well. Holy shit. Uh, I, I gotta, gotta see this. I can't wait to talk to Ron about it. Hey, for a first time this week, Ron is going to be in this studio. It's always been over at WKTV, but Gene's out. I don't know what the fuck Gene's doing, but uh, he's out for the week. It seems like I can't get it. I'm, I'm always available. And then the Ron's always going to Vegas, fucking going to Colorado, California. Gene's going to some jack off ceremony. Uh, who knows the fuck? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I know what it is. It's the Spirit Awards. Wait, Spirit Awards? Is that what it's called? No. Um, I don't know. It's some bullshit thing that I uh, we talked about. <laughs> we talked about it, and uh, yeah, and he's hosting some awards thing, and, and uh, it's just fucking ridiculous. So Ron's over here this week. I checked out a new podcast today that I I can't wait to um dive further into well actually i dove quite a bit into it there is a west michigan photographer by the name of brian kelly his name came up in my discussion with bridget clark whitney of kids food bank if you listen to that interview she mentioned that brian kelly the photographer is doing a podcast and i went oh now he's important to me because he delivered that devastating joke at the roast of david dyer which to me was just a fucking killer. Great joke. Uh, I, 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 I'm so proud that someone did such an involved joke at my expense, even though it, it hurt. It was a well put joke and it, it fucking ripped me a new asshole. God was that great. You'll hear more about that if you've missed it over time. But the reason why it comes up now is because, um, I, after that recording, I listened to Brian Kelly's interview with Bridget. Mine was much better, but 
Uh, it was still good. I'm just being an asshole. Um, so Brian has been a very, very prominent photographer um, in West Michigan and far beyond too the scope of things. So uh, his concept is bring guests in to his uh, studio and then sh- do a photography shoot with them or a portrait. And then after the, uh, you know, the ice breaking moments of the photography session takes place, then you sit down and you record a podcast. Pretty fucking cool, I thought. So I listened to his interview with Bridget, and then I listened to his interview with Brian Vanderark, and this is all while raking leaves and grayling. I listened to his interview with uh, uh, David Dyer and uh, a young lady by the name uh, a young lady by the name of Gracie Harkema, and um, another person who was like a supermodel who he, it just it just fucking Kelly is awesome. And so I called him after the first episode, going, "Dude, what the fuck?" We have got to be on each other's podcasts. And he goes, holy shit, yes. So I'm going to get his ass in here. You're going to love this guy. Damn it, I can't wait to get him in here. It's not going to be for a few weeks. And then uh, he's going to have me on his podcast. And a little surprise, peel back the curtain a little bit. When I'm talking to him about his podcast, he goes, your podcast got me into doing my podcast. I go, mine? Are you fucking serious? What? Because he's only done like 10, 11 episodes, weekly show, whatever, you know. And uh, he goes, yeah, I saw that you just said, fuck it. I'm just sitting down in this shitty room and doing it, and that's the way it's going to be. He said that mentality is what led him to doing his podcast. I'm like, holy fuck, man, that's great. So I'm super stoked about that. Another great thing to listen to. It's a, it's a fun listen. Um, it is called Full Exposure with Brian Kelly. It's found at the usual sources. Look up Full Exposure with Brian Kelly. Brian is a very relaxed, slow-paced show. You know how I'm hyper all the time? Brian is not. But his guests are interesting people, and he knows them, and he does a very good job interviewing them. Really good. I was really impressed with his ability. And uh, so, yeah, just something I wanted to drop on you that I I culled away from the weekend, if you will. All right, how do I want to end this? Oh, I know how I want to end this. End it like this, and I'll be quick about it. Thank you for listening. Talk to you down the road. Don't forget to renew. End of the month, I'm going to slash my wrists. Otherwise, you know how it is. Talk to you. See ya. A pause in the action. I'm not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I do cameos. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. They're awesome and fun. Uh, book me for just 20 bucks. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three in one. Triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required 
Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Cannot forget about A&E heating and cooling. Holy cow. A brilliant. Get the AC tuned up for just $79. That's cheaper than anybody in West Michigan. 616-516-8579. When you uh, actually need some serious work done on the AC or maybe a whole new install, uh, what you do is go ahead and get a couple other estimates. I Joe encourages that. Joe Martinez from A&E. And uh, have at it. He will beat the competition. You will love Joe Martinez. Please mention EZ when you call uh, A&E Heating and Cooling at 616 616- uh, 516-8579. Okay, you might need a mortgage. Everybody's buying homes, I guess. I just talked to that dude on Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, Adam, and he said, oh, yeah, market's hot as hell. We're making tons of cheddar. When you're looking for a home, get pre-approved with a mortgage from the United States' number one mortgage uh, staff. Wait, that didn't sound right. The nation's number one mortgage team. That sounds better. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. They will roll out the red carpet for you. They're number one for a reason. You can find them in every state, but you got to call this number. 231-332-6505. Mention EZ. All right. In that home you buy, you might want to redo the floors. New carpet, new tile, new hardwood, new ceramic, new vinyl plank. Whatever. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet is who you need to reach out to. The discount outlet uh, buys tons of uh, product and just puts it on display. Uh, They buy so much of it and they get a lower price for it. They pay a lower price, which means you pay a lower price. The best brands, the best styles at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet 616. Damn it. I don't have a phone number. What am I doing? I'm just telling you where it's at. Chicago Drive behind Little Caesars in Granville, Michigan. Can't miss it. Thank you. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. All right. Rolling on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome to the party, Andrea here. People say I have a sexy voice, but it doesn't compare to the star of the show. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. Here's the host, Eric Zane. Come on, big boy. Show me what you've got. (laughs) Uh, Welcome in. Thank you to to Andrea giving uh, giving Christy Wagner uh, a break tonight. 
Uh, Christy, of course, still part of the show. ChristyWagnerVO.com. Andrea um, is very talented too and i i've told her i go you can you should be making money doing this i'm not just i mean forget the sexy voice weather thing that was fun but she could my god man i'm telling you she's got it she's a voice talent damn it very good and i'm not i'm actually talking about pitching products i've and with just a little bit of coaching um I mean, that was just, she did that into her phone. Holy shit. Imagine if she had some equipment and, uh, and, 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 and some, some coaching and things like that. She would, you can make money in this. I promised her I was going to help her start that business up. But frankly, I don't know how to do it exactly. So I got to kind of look into it. I can help you to some degree. But uh, maybe put her in front of some people to get her going as a voice talent hey thank you to uh show intern i hate calling him that because he's in 10th grade leo leo made that here in the back alley comedy club studio very cool i'm I'm teaching him how to do that so he put that together for us and i appreciate him Uh, leo is a very very accomplished uh drummer and uh, and also a, a musician. He plays bass. He plays guitar. He plays um, ukulele. So the guitar, guitar-based instruments and drums. And so uh, he he and his brother they're like a, a cooler version of Hanson, minus one. It's just two of them. Excellent. Anyway, let's do this. Uh, the the news of the day was. Uh, heard on the radio uh the world famous free beer and hot wings show there was a little bit of uh what's going on with this as uh, the world uh, in the audience's world they were a little bit uh, wow what is going on this is very random and uh that's when i heard that there was a guy who sounded like me on the radio uh-huh how about that uh that moment has been uh, chronicled and only for the Patreon folks. You can hear that. I'm rolling the dice, but I do that all the time. And uh, now I, I had nothing to do with it, as you know. But I did get my hands on the audio. Let me just say that if I did have something to do with it, It prob- I'm not peeing here. It's, it sounded like I was peeing. Did you hear that? If I did have something to do with it, I probably would have been just kind of walking around, walking the dogs or something like that. And while on the walk, uh, I would have like just called on a lark. I may, I may have entertained the idea if it were me, but it wasn't. Well, you heard that. We heard that guy that called into the free podcast. Uh, sounds just like me. Um, yeah, he may have thought about it like a day or uh, a day or two ahead of time and said, you know, I, it, if it were me, I would just call on one of on a, on a game like that. Not like, uh, you know, just just uh, name that blank, name that tune. Uh, some of those key games that they've done over the years. 
just to see what they would do. And if it were me calling, and it's not me, uh, I would be uh, cheerful and polite and um, let the, uh, the abuse commence because, you know, if it were me, I would be in their backyard and they would be kind enough to let me uh, participate. So uh, you better be expecting some uh, some comedy by them. I don't know if you've all heard this or not. So I think we should get right to it, don't you? All right. Now, what? Now, when I did finally hear this, because it just showed up in my email from uh, a listener who grabbed it for me and edited edited eh, edited it down for time. Um. So I did get a listen to it after the uh, freebie podcast. So I know what's coming, but uh, some of you may not be aware. So this is how it all went down. This is what uh, some of you uh, heard. Play a little name that too. We might play a couple segments. Oh, this God, is, uh, hi, Bree. Hey, what's up? Bree, were you telling hi. someone you're very scared? Yes, I am. Not of us, right? Child we're... in the car. <laughs> oh, how old is your child? And do they need to hear swears? Oh, he's not listening. Okay, so good. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, and oh, this you is uh, on the iPad, no doubt. Eric in Grand Rapids. Hi, no, Eric. Yeah. Hi, everybody, ladies, gentlemen, and Bree. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Eric, you're very exuberant this morning. Good yeah. morning. Yeah. Yes, thank you for well, that. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here. Why wouldn't I yeah, be? Salutations to you, too, sir. How's everybody? <laughs> Good. 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 Thanks for asking. Good. Let's do this. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to be on the air here. (laughs) 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 That's crazy. You know, it's probably for my own good. Uh, Weird. I'm going to do it anyway. All right. It does sound like me. All right. What the hell? It does sound like me. Sure. Come on. All right. Just like the old days. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do this. This will freak people out. Okay. Okay. We'll be able to get the message boards moving again. Oh, man. Reddit is already a while. Relax. I promise to behave. You've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) Famous last words. I promise, guys. All right. God, that guy. Let's let's do this. All right. All right, let's do this. Uh, I better not right, comment Bree, on you're it. up against a Hall of Famer in this game. <laughs> okay, so now these guys all think it's me, and you all know it's not, because it doesn't really sound that much like me, you know? I know. Right. I can tell here. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not going to go well for you. <laughs> all, right. all right. Now there's an honest statement. <laughs> oh, right. they always hurt. They still hurt so much. All right, here we go. All right, oh, uh, uh, song number one. Yeah. Say your name when you think you know the answer. Here we go, song okay. one. In the time okay. when I'm great. Mm-hmm. Did somebody, Eric? Did you? I believe Eric was in before you. I believe. So. Yeah, I was. No, I, right. uh, give it to her. Yeah, he was. Just give it to her. All right, okay. All right, Bree. Oh, sorry, Beetle, the Yellow Submarine. That's correct. I would have had that. I mean, that guy would have had that. Song number two. Her thing. All I want to do is all I want to do is show crow. That's correct. Oh, started to drop out. I thought you were using a jitterbug. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> all right, one more song. All right, okay. song number three. Here we go. I, uh, <laughs> that guy said Bree. Go ahead, Bree. Go for it. I, no, I don't even know. Well, you buzzed in. Come on, Bree. You can do it. Yeah. Just take it easy and think about it. Eric, I appreciate yeah. it. That's correct. It's the Eagles. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well done, Bree. 
God. It's a tie. You both get fancy idiots. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. yeah. Don't act like idiots. you don't have one already. <laughs> What's that, Brie? Thank you, Brie. Yeah, ours too. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I want to start. All right, y'all. All right, that's done. Because they think it's me, you know. <laughs> well, that was something. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. Should do that every week. All right. Well, that, now there you go. Um, so, yeah, those guys uh, seem to have. They seem to enjoy that. I think. I, I don't know. It's it's tough to tell. There was some discussion on the message boards about it. It was a lot of discussion on the message boards about it. But uh, I don't know. What do you think uh, of that guy that sounded kind of like me? I mean, really, he didn't sound that much like me, did he? Uh, Eric at EricZaneShow.com if you have any feedback on the uh, Steffes Group of Keller Williams Realty inbox. Okay. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about this because the um, – You've heard about the Simpsons for the longest time predicting the future. And one of the things that comes to mind in particular was uh, when uh, President Trump was elected. Remember how they, they were, everybody was like, oh, the Simpsons predicted that because of the, um, the, uh, the whole business of him being on the escalator. It's nearly identical, almost shot for shot of the, of the freaking when he won to the episode and all this. So there was recently a uh, meeting of the minds of the uh, cast of the Simpsons. I forgot where this was, Uh, but you had Matt Groening, who's the creator and executive producer, Matt Selman, another uh, executive producer, A.L. Gene, who's the showrunner, executive producer, and James L. Brooks, executive producer. Speaking about this. All right, here we go. Uh, Well, we take the most unlikely, ridiculous, stupid, impossible, uh, never will happen joke. And then turns out that uh, our imaginations are not that imaginative. Don't be rude. You know, I guess if you just, every joke you make is, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? Eventually, one of those things is going to come true, and it did. Fake. Oops. You are fake news. That was an unlucky, lucky guess, whatever. (laughs) But uh, what happened is, I think that if you have a bunch of people who who are smarter, who are trying to predict the future, if you throw enough darts, enough darts hit the dartboard. And yeah. um, most of the things I can just say, Trump actually, for example, was talking about running for president in 1999. He wasn't the most ridiculous celebrity to forecast as a president. We're, we're not predicting the future. You are but fake a, news. To forecast as a president. We're, we're not predicting the future. The fake but news if we are, I mean, clearly there's some... <laughs> the fake news and all of that. I mean, the evidence is there. It's, 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 it's booga booga, clearly, yeah. Phony, fake. Don't, don't be rude. It's fake. Phony. Fake. Okay. So, uh, boy, you know, I'm anxious. I cannot wait for this year's election or this or the 2020 election because of the battle lines being drawn for what will be a war. I expect this to be so much fun to pay attention to. Uh, Sad news is John Singleton is dead. John Singleton, at 24 years old in 1991, 
made the film Boys in the Hood with Cuba Gooding Jr., very young Cuba Gooding Jr., and uh, Ice Cube, first film for both of these guys. Cuba might have been in something ahead of time, but Ice Cube, that was his first film. That, that guy, I love him. Very talented. Awesome. Um, he's one of those guys that, you know, um, no matter what he does, he was good at it. But uh, uh, I'm talking about, uh, about Ice Cube. But um, John Singleton, at 24 years old, makes his film Boys in the Hood. And uh, he rolls into the Oscars as a nominee. Youngest guy to be nominated for an Oscar. Did not win. But uh, holy shit, man. The world is shocked that that dude is freaking dead. 51. Dude stroked out not long ago. Never did recover. Sounds familiar. Sounds a little bit like, uh, what's the dude from 90210? Kevin Bacon? Who is that? Luke Luke Jensen? Luke... Uh, Piscopo, Luke. Was it Luke Perry? Matt Simon. Damn it. Somebody help me here. God dang it. Who died? Matt LeBlanc. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Who was the dude from 90210 who died? Matt Luke Perry? Luke Perry's died. It wasn't Matt Perry? You wrote like Perry, Nick, you dumb dick. Nick the dumb dick says it's Luke Perry. Jesus. I'm such an asshole. I'm out of stuff tonight, folks. I'm going to bed. You're great. Thank you so much for being here with me. Sorry about the short one. I've got a short, stumpy one tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, folks. Appreciate it. Okay, pausing the action on Not the Best of. Advertise on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Send me an email. I'll tell you how it works. Thank you, Blue Frost IT. The managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. 616-516-8579. If you have a business and you're going to upgrade your IT, if you just start buying stuff, ah, we need this, we need that, you don't know what you're buying. You got to make sure that what you're buying matches your business's needs. So sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Alan from Blue Frost IT. 616-200. 85.50 for Blue Frost IT. All right. Another shout out for um, my friends at the Dirty Donut Race. That would be uh, Dirty Donut Dan. That is Michigan's number one gravel race. 10 miles, 21, 41, 61. June 3rd, uh, Martin, Michigan. When you go to DirtyDonutRace.com, Sign up using code ZANE23 and save 10 bucks. There you go. This is the type of race where they got like donuts midway through the race. You eat a donut. You get five minutes off your time. Get back on the bike. Barf. There you go. Dirty Donut Race. It's a great time. They're they're going to sell out. It is Michigan's number one rated gravel road race. You will love the Dirty Donut Race. Okay. More of Not the Best of. The Eric Zane Show Podcast. Welcome to the party. Andrea here. People say I have a sexy voice, but it doesn't compare to the star of the show. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. Here's the host, Eric Zane. Thank you, Andrea. Boy, show me what you've got. Totally stepped all over her. Uh, Welcome in. 
The Patreon bonus podcast. I see Brian is in attendance on the live stream. Uh, for those of you that are enjoying it live, hello to you all. And then, uh, of course, uh, folks getting the podcast via uh, the recorded downloadable version of it on uh, Patreon. My gosh. Back again. So, uh, yeah, as we uh, say hello to you, thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I uh, had somebody reach out to me today by the name of Ed Ryan. Uh, there's actually, uh, not to be confused with uh, Zaniac Ed, Ed Ryan, who uh, from time to time emails things in and stuff like that. This is a writer, a radio writer for Radio Inc. magazine. He did a nice, nice piece about me um, when I went, a podcast when i started a podcast and he uh he reached out and uh, there was a picture of me in this unfinished room after prior to the zaniac wrecking crew getting in here and working their amazing magic on it and uh at that time um all i had was an idea of how this podcast would be i did have a little bit of momentum because there was a big giant swing of people that uh, signed up on Patreon. And though that's leveled off, it still remained a very viable, um, uh, productive uh, source of income for this family. So that, that continues to this day. Uh, but it was that big swell of support on Patreon um, right away that made me realize about three or four days after I got started that... I need to do this as a full-time job and do not uh, go into any other uh, additional line of work while you're sitting out your non-compete and just commit to content, doing the podcast, putting stuff on the website, getting clients, um, you know, doing all sorts of things that you need to do that a person would normally do to run a radio station, but just uh, put steer it all over into a podcast. Well, Ed reached out then, and uh, and I had that idea. It was basically just what I thought I could do, I could pull off. And the audience, frankly, had everything to do with it. If it hadn't been for the outpouring, uh, setting up the studio, the support from people, and uh, and then Patreon and things like that, I would never have dreamed that I had that ability to pull it off. I might, Again, my confidence is pretty low. It, it wavers from time to time. Uh, not so much these days, but in the early on, it was, it was, you know, touch and go. Well, Ed reached back out with the question today. Hey, Eric, how's it going on the podcast? So I'm looking forward to writing back to him about how, um, it really has gone as dreamt as planned. And my plan was kind of just, well, I think this is what I'm going to do. Just bust out as much content as I can. Um, and uh, just wash, rinse, repeat. Well, it just so happens we haven't missed a day of uh, content. We've worked very hard. Uh, when I say we, it's it's mostly me. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, because I, I, I have, um, I don't I really have anybody right now. So that's, I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of things to do, but we've done, I've done pretty much uh, what I wanted to do. So that's good. And so I'm really excited about reaching back out to him to give him an update as to what's gone on because I'm lucky. I'm just damn lucky because it, I, it worked out that the radio job, I had enough people that liked what I did, liked what I said, what I stood for, what I've tried to do and be consistent. 
through either radio or podcasting. Uh, because of the number of people, that's the only way this is viable. And I am lucky. I really am to have that many people to be able to plug into what I'm doing now and to get it. Um, you know, I, I, I do think anybody can do this, but it takes a lot more time and not the immediate uh, impact of being able to make a living at it. I'm a little surprised that it's gone as well as it has, frankly. So uh, I just I just paused when I got the email from Ed when he asked a simple question, how's it going? I'm looking forward to responding to him, and I hope he writes again about it because it's kind of a neat story because not everybody in radio who goes into podcasting can just turn around and start making a living off of it. I realize that. Again, I'll stress that, that I am one of the lucky ones. But any radio guy who has a good following – can do this um you know i i think that just matter it, it matters though that if you uh you have to do it like full-time it has to be a full-time job um so i'll get into more on that as i talk to ed ryan over at radio inc um i wanted to provide an, a, a little update something I'm, I'm also really really proud of and that is an update on he's benny the wonder dog benny the wonder dog Benny the one-night wonder dog. Yeah. Benny the one-night dog. Benny the one-night dog. Benny the one-night wonder dog. Don't you want him? At the time, I, I did want to give him away. I was like, oh, boy, I, I can't possibly have four dogs. And that's pretty much the only thing I was basing it on. I just can't possibly have four dogs. Impossible. There's no way. It's ridiculous. Four dogs, three cats, two grandkids, a bunch of people living here. Oh, my God, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, as you know, he's mine now. He's ours. Uh, we have adopted Penny the One-Eyed uh, One-Eyed Wonder Dog. I actually spoke to um, the lady at... Um, Obie's Angels Rescue Mission in San Antonio who rescued Benny and uh the he was legit going to die he was that day he was scheduled to be euthanized and because Jackie intervened they uh they relinquished the dog and pulled him from like on the schedule a bunch of dogs died that day Benny was on the list to get killed Holy crap. And now here we are. And I just wanted to tell you that he is thriving. I made a tweet about it earlier with a picture of him. Man, he is crushing it. His, his the uh he's gaining weight because he was uh, he was malnourished and his um so he he you he doesn't he's not skin and bones anymore. The the coat, his actual fur is getting brighter. I'm not making it up. It's it's become a more brilliant copper. He's like a ginger snap. I call him that ginger snap. That's a stupid name. But uh, his his coat is softer from the. He's been eating highly nutritious food and a lot of it, and he's on this medication for the heartworm. And but he and his demeanor. Oh my God! Because if you recall, when he was in Texas, he got uh, neutered. And then his eye was ripped out of his head. And then he was malnourished and laying on a concrete floor in a cold shelter. Uh, not shelter. like the Well, it is the Texas Animal Shelter, but it, it is a kill facility. So they don't give a rat's ass about dogs there. And uh, he looked like shit. 
And uh, he, has, he was just scared to death when he got here for days. And if anybody went near him, he'd growl. Because he's just he was just programmed to be that way, I guess. I don't know. But now, man, after all of the love, oh, this dog is a baby. Just a godsend. He is so great. I love this dog so much. I am so happy to have that dog. I just, and he, all he wants to do is play, but he can't play. We can't, got to keep him quarantined until this heartworm thing is done. Uh, in case you hadn't heard, you know, the second that that dog's heart rate and lungs go up because the medicine is destroying the actual worms that are in the heart. Ugh. And they're long and gross. And while the medicine kills them, they're going to like they're, they're going to decompose in the heart and they're going to break apart and Benny's body's going to absorb them. It's all sickening shit, man. But if those worms break and like get shoved deep into his brain because of the heart rate increasing because of play and exercise, it'll kill the dog. Emboli, ah, dead. So I got to keep this fucker calm. And all Bruce wants to do is play with them. And all Benny wants to do is play with Bruce. And I'm like, shit, fuck, man, no. So I just wanted to give you an update because I know you care. All right, let's talk vampire facials. What the hell, man? Seriously. Two things. I didn't know what a vampire facial was. Okay. Um, I thought that was like, that's a gross joke. That's a gross joke. But if I was going to say a gross joke, I'd say Diana gave me a vampire facial when she sat on my face at a bad time. Oh, come on now. That's the old bloody face menstruation joke. All right. Vampire facial. All right. A New Mexico spa does these. This is a regular thing where what they do is they people apparently think that if you if this the person doing it, the this is the beauty expert, they go and they take your own blood and then they put it in a centrifuge and they remove the plasma. Okay? I think that's how this works. And then they take the plasma. And they inject it into your own face. Like that's going to fucking do anything, right? I mean, it's, come on. People who, uh, who, who just cannot handle getting old make me so sad. What the fuck is wrong with you? The only people I think who should be able to do this are actors, uh, television media people like that who rely on their face to make a living. But people who are just so freaking screwed up that they have to have work done on their face is weird to me. How sad is that? Even more sad. Oh, by the way, yep, you're so uh, shallow you had to get a vampire facial, and now you've got AIDS. That's right. Health officials are investigating two cases of HIV among clients who received injection-related procedures at an Albuquerque, New Mexico spa. Apparently, the only way to get this is uh, 
I mean, you know, you might think, are they like injecting AIDS blood into your face? No, they're using needles more than once that uh, have touched a person who is HIV positive. The only way to combat this is you have to watch to make sure that they're using sterilized needles. Any place that's worth their salt will say, here is the needle, it is sealed, and then they open it up in front of you. That's how it is in most like tattoo places. They want to be sure that you see and that you're comfortable. Well, not the case here. Um, the, health uh, the health department there offering free and uh, confidential testing for HIV. How, can you imagine that showing up there for your vampire facial and you walk out with, you know, a disease that's going to kill you more than likely? Uh, testing is important for everybody. Um, the place is now closed down. It actually closed down in September of last year after a, a series of other practices that were uh, looked to be potentially causing bloodborne infection, infections such as HIV. And then it turns out that they actually did do that. Uh, they use a micro needling pen or other equipment, not uh, that when they don't properly dispose of or uh, sterilized between facials exposes the patients to bloodborne infections. My God. Jesus, just don't get a vampire facial. Uh, I posted this story at ericsaintshow.com when you click on in the news if you want to get more in depth on it. Uh, it's all there for you. All right. We talked about Benny, talked about vampire, uh, vampire facials. How about this? This is a, uh, a drill sergeant doing his thing and he's uh, at Fort Gordon in Georgia and he's leading the uh, uh, women and men brave women and men as they march starts out normal and then he has a little fun with it but I don't know if anybody's really having any fun I'll let you be the judge you know that they, you know if they if, if any of them laugh or act like they're having fun they're gonna beat the hell out of them while they're sleeping uh with like bars of soap and pillowcases Oh, let me start over here. I, I saw somebody commented. Oh God, no, no, no! Baby shark. Right, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. I can't do it. I, I, I actually like listening to the song. It's so catchy. I can. I, I, I do enjoy it. And I'm not gonna play it. But if I'm, but the way this guy's doing it, I think I'd immediately go AWOL and join ISIS. Uh, just to spite him because of that. All right. The name James Holzhauer. That's the guy who is just dominating Jeopardy. Now, uh, it, I don't know if he's ever going to lose. Well, no, he's, he's eventually going to lose. In fact, he almost lost just the other day. He won by only $18. And it was his 18th game. So they kind of, uh, they kind of made a big deal about it. Um, this guy has now won one million three hundred and twenty nine thousand six hundred and four dollars in jeopardy. He is a gambler by trade. I talked about it. Uh, what he does is he he goes high first, 
gets as much money as he can before the first daily double, and then he bets it all, all of it. And then that, and then he's more often than not right, and then wins big dough. This is uh, from the show. The oldest of these business booster groups formed in Marseille in 1599 uses de instead of of in the name. Now we go to Adam Levin. He had 27,000. He made our Wait, champion James work hard. Hold on a second. I want to hear that again to see if there's even any chance that I can get this. The oldest of these business booster groups formed in Marseille in 1599 uses de instead of of in the name. Now we go to Adam Levin. He had 27,000. No he made our champion James work hard today. And Adam came up with the correct response. What is a chamber of commerce? Oh, and his wager, almost everything he had, shy of a buck. He's in the lead with 53999 uh -huh. Over to James now. Came up with the correct response. I can't believe that he made a mistake in wagering. Let's take a look. 20500 just enough. Uh -huh. Takes him up to 54017 oh, You actually heard him gasp. Yeah, he heaves a big sigh of relief because Adam made you earn it today. God, man. Who knew? I mean, this guy, this, this whole hour, he's a professional gambler. He probably, like, uh, went to college and everybody, and he was like a degenerate gambler, and everybody gave him shit about being such a loser. And he's like, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. I want to do it this way. And everybody uh, attacked him probably. Family probably had an intervention with him because he's been gambling his ass off, going over to the poker tables. And sure enough, now he's a champion on Jeopardy, making millions of dollars. Just goes to show, leave people alone. <laughs> All right, uh, finally, this kid, Matthew Easton is his name. He goes to Brigham Young University. Not exactly the place you want to go to be where you think that, uh, let's say you're a gay guy and uh, you want to go to a school where it's a progressive mindset and uh, nobody cares who anybody's sleeping with. Uh, BYU, you know, the Mormon school probably wouldn't be on the top of any gay guy or lesbian or whatever the hell they call themselves these days. Uh, list, if you would. Uh, by the way, I heard somebody use the word queer the other day. They said, uh, the person said, I, uh, I'm gay. I, I identify as queer. What does that mean? Does anyone know what that sentence means? When I was growing up, queer was a bad word. I remember my mom came out and kicked my ass because we were playing smear the queer. And uh, we were like beating the hell out of everybody. And uh, my, mo my mom came out because the neighbors said I was yelling smear the queer and they didn't like that. So my mom came out and grabbed me by the ear when we were playing smear the queer. Listen to these rhymes. Sounds like a fucking Dr. Seuss book. So anyway, I don't know what the fuck that means. I identify as queer. And I thought that that was a nasty thing to say. If you said, yeah, you're a queer. I think if you say it in that tone now, I think you're still a, it's still a problem. But if you say, oh, yeah, um, I'm gay, I identify as queer. If you say it like that, that's okay. But if you say, yeah, fucking queer, if you do that, that's a problem. I don't know. I, I know very little about gayety. This kid does. Matthew Easton's queer. 
<laughs> He's uh, at Brigham Young University. Again, I don't know if you want to be coming out of the closet at the Mormon school, but this dude did and had a great time, too. He's a valedictorian. He's a smart fucker, and he's did, uh, it, talking in front of all these white non-gays, and he drops this on him. During the speech. I'm sure many of you have felt, I recall countless times here at the Y where I have battled and fought in prayer with my maker. Uh, many times here at the Y, something I have never ate at. These quiet moments of pain and confusion that I have felt another triumph. That of coming to terms, not with who I thought I should be, but who the Lord has made me to be. As such, I stand before my family, friends, and graduating class today say that I am proud to be a gay son of God. You know, you know the staff there. They're all there in their cap and gowns. All the teachers and the and the educators and the board that are all part of the church. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're gonna burn this guy at the stake later on. Act like you're happy for him now, but uh, get the wood pile ready. This guy's burning tonight. Uh, there's there's more from this dude. I realized that I had an opportunity to give visibility and voice to both myself and the LGBT community at BYU, and I didn't want to pass the opportunity. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He uh, said so LGBT, but it's supposed to be LGBA. Fuck. LGBTQ. I'm telling you, there's that's what people use these days. That's part of the nomenclature, and I think there's even one more letter after that. I've heard people say this over with my parents, my close friends, my advisors, and ultimately I decided, you know what, I feel like I'm ready to come out both to the community and the people that I connect my life with, but also for myself. Why is uh, it such a big fucking deal when people talk about who they're sleeping with? It's not. You know what, everybody, no one should cheer when, everyone, when anyone says who they, who they sleep with. Who gives a fuck? I don't. If someone comes up to me and says, if, if Jim comes up to me and says, Dad, I'm into dudes, I go, why are you telling me this? I, I don't care. This is not, we should live in a world where no one should give a shit about this. This is not a big deal to me. Anybody coming out of the closet, it shouldn't be a like, oh, you're so brave. It should just be who cares? When, why is that so huge? Live my life more authentically and more openly to who I, who I am. And who Nobody I am. gives a shit uh, at so the end I of the day. Speech, no one cares. I sent it in for approval to the dean's office and I thought, you know, I'll see what they say. If they like it or don't, we can kind of go from there. And they emailed me back and said, this is awesome. Go for it. However, the only reason why people come out is because gay people are discriminated against. So I guess my bigger point is they are discriminated against. So it is a big deal. But my point is, if we didn't live in a world where people were so fucking hell bent on giving a hard time to gay people, they wouldn't make a big deal about it when they come out of the closet. It, it shouldn't be an issue. Hell, it's uh, remarkable to think that in some parts of the world, you're just killed if you come out of the closet. So it's not so bad here. Just my two cents on LGBTQ and letter that I don't know. I don't give a shit that you're gay. I love you either way. I don't care who you're sleeping with. No, no, we're going to have a disco inferno. Gay inferno. I don't want to get in trouble by... uh, YouTube for that and get another uh, cease and desist. I'll end He's Benny with this. Wonder dog. Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the one-eyed wonder dog. Yeah! Benny the one-eyed dog.
Thanks for listening, folks. I appreciate you joining the Eric St. Joe podcast on Patreon. It's the beginning of the month, so renew. Your bank's going to want to shut you down, and then I'm going to slash my wrist. So make sure it's all good to go. Have a good one, folks. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. All right. Pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric St. Joe podcast. You can get an Eric St. Joe t-shirt by going to ericsaintshow.com and clicking merch. Shop. Check there often. A lot of times, uh, the rates... The cost is lowered. I don't do that. The t-shirt manufacturer does. I just like throw it up there and then they uh, uh, make them when you want them. You know, I don't have to keep a big stock of shithead t-shirts in my house. Just go to uh, ericsaintshow.com, click merch. Usually they're about 21, 22 bucks a pop. But if you look at the right time, they usually slash the rate down to like 16 bucks for a t-shirt. You can't beat that anywhere. Hell, that's a great price. They uh, bend you over, though, for the um, shipping. They usually charge you like five bucks, so that's it's still cheaper than uh, most, though. Dare I say anybody else. Racing this weekend at Berlin, berlinraceway.com. It is uh, Memorial Weekend Saturday. The race is 6.30 start. Seniors, the old folks, they get in free. All veterans, all uh, current military get in free. Tickets, just 14 bucks. All right. 15 and under free. They're 14 bucks when you buy them online, 17 at the gate. Parking is free. Bring in a cooler, 12 by uh, nine or smaller with all your snacks, uh, all your uh, uh, sodas and, you know, juice bags and all that shit. No alcohol, no glass. They sell plenty of booze there. And it's priced right. You can get hammered on just a handful of bucks. I'm telling you. Berlin Raceway, online at berlinraceway.com. Batting last in the order, the Kent County Health Department. Oh, my gosh. Talking about uh, encouraging people to look into, get information on the WIC program. Maybe not for you, but for someone you know or love who's having trouble keeping food on the table. If you qualify, the WIC program will give you access to uh, plenty of food each month. It's there for you. Go get it. Also, if your little ones need immunizations, measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, uh, cervical cancer vaccine, all the immunizations, immunizations can be uh, administered for little or no cost if you qualify. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. All right, rolling on. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hey everyone, Zaniac yeah, Kenny from Nashville here. And after a long day of rocking out to some crappy death metal, I like to unwind with the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. <laughs> yeah, death. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. Kenny. This is what Kenny likes. He likes his shit. What fucking terrible sound this is. All right, I don't want to get in trouble. Can you imagine if I get a uh, if I get some type of a blowback from YouTube because I played some shit song like that? There's no way they can recognize that, right? Huh? All right, welcome into the Patreon bonus podcast. We're underway. If you saw the freebie, if you saw it like on Facebook, it was a pivotal moment. 
I was uh, playing the uh, sound, the phone call with Tim, uh, the the uh, the voice of America, Tim from Hubbard Lake, who's hysterical, and uh, the door flew open behind me, and lo and behold, we had a pissed off daughter ready to kick my ass holy shit did you see that man she had this look on her face like you're gonna fucking die and i and i turned down my mic and i'm like hey she goes are you are you on i go yeah i'm live right now and she looks mortified i need a screenshot somebody give me a screenshot of that deal Key moment of truth. Holy shit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went in and said, hey, uh, good night. Sorry, I was uh, I was on. And she's pulling. The, uh, she's still bummed out about, I don't know, because I wouldn't let the dog out. It's like, oh, forget it. I'm not going to argue with you. Jesus. That's a daughter thing. Daughters do that sort of thing to you. Uh, boys are a little bit different. But, uh, my God, let's see her hands extended down out reached like a cat. I, I couldn't, I couldn't read it fast enough. Sorry about that. All right. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about here. The first one is involving a story from Western Pennsylvania. Apparently some kids were playing in the playground by this crazy bitch's house. Crazy bitch doesn't like the kids. Crazy bitch tells the kids, shut up. Kids tell her to F off. Bitch pulls out BB gun and starts shooting the kids with BB gun. Bitch is a cafeteria lunch lady at the school where those kids are. There's more to this story too. Check it out. A woman is accused of shooting at children with a BB gun. And she is a cafeteria worker at the Shamokin Area School District. It's our top story on News. I think this is the part of town, the part of the United States that my old show, Freebird Always, makes fun of regularly. That is just a real shithole, this area called Shamokin. And, uh, you know, I they, they've talked about it enough. I'm like, boy, maybe there's something to this. It's like the next Florida. So you got this crazy bitch from Shimokin doing this. Top story on Newswatch 16 at 5. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for being with us tonight. I'm John Meyer. And I'm Julie Sedoni, a cafeteria worker admitted to shooting at children with a BB gun while they were at a playground last night. In I see no problem with any of this. Ground last night in Northumberland County. And police say she threatened to do it again at school. <laughs> Newswatch 16's Nikki Cries like, is live in the like, I'm going to get you tomorrow at school, you sons of bitches. Live in the central Pennsylvania newsroom. Nikki. John and Julie, the children. I said Western Pennsylvania. I think it's Central. Children told Sorry. police Marie McWilliams was shooting at them last night from an upstairs window across from the Ranshaw playground. She told them if she didn't get them then, she would get them tomorrow at lunch. Aha! Uh -huh. 
What a- it's a quiet day at the Ranshaw playground near Shimokin, but just a few hours earlier, it was a different story. Around 7.30 last night, police got calls saying a woman was shooting at children. 30-year-old Marie McWilliams is charged with simple assault, reckless endangerment, and more. According to Cole Township Police, a child called 911 saying a woman was yeah. shooting at him and his friends at the Ranshaw playground, and he could hear BBs flying past his head. Oh. McWilliams is a cafeteria worker wow. in the Shimokan Area School District. According to police, what when a parent asshole. confronted McWilliams, she said, quote, if I don't get them now, I will get them tomorrow what? at lunch. She said that to a parent. Quote, if I don't get them now, I will get them tomorrow at lunch. McWilliams told police she was shooting at the kids with a BB gun because she got angry when they started to curse at her. An official uh, at Shimokan okay. Area School District tells Newswatch 16, Marie McWilliams and... Okay, I can see this. I stand with the lunch lady. Marie McWilliams and other cafeteria workers are not employed by the district. They are employed by an outside company that not handles anymore. the district's food service. She's around kids. And then she she does that to kids. Yeah. I mean, what... She's so angry, what, Mom. I mean, your kids are at lunch. What's she, what's she going to do there? Aha. Uh-huh. Who knows? Marie McWilliams is in the Northumberland County Jail. Nutrition Incorporated, the company she works for, would not comment on the status of her employment. Nikki Cries, Newswatch 16, live in the Central Pennsylvania Newsroom. Man, I don't know if, I don't know if they, anybody would have made a big deal about this when I was going to school. It was always uh, they, there was always some teacher beating the hell out of some kid, and nobody seemed to care. Uh, it's it, of course different now. Maybe we're softer now because we're not allowing the cafeteria workers and the and the and the teachers to shoot the kids with BB guns. I don't know. Um, if you w- want to see this story, the doc, the uh, um, th- uh, what the fuck am I saying? What a dumb shit. The link that goes along with it is at ericzaneshow.com. Click on In the News. I try to post these up there. This one, uh, I don't think I posted up there yet, but it is, uh, it, I'm getting back to the uh, uh, vaccination thing. It's an article that um, somebody suggested I read. Randy, who, Randall sends me all sorts of good shit. By the way, if you have an interesting news story that you want me to see, uh, send it out to me on the uh, uh, Steffes Group of Keller Williams Realty Inbox, eric at ericzancho.com. A lot of the stuff I talk about is uh, listeners said, hey, this is this is great. So if you keep your eyes on the news, just send it off to eric at ericzancho.com. I may, may not get to it. Either way, I appreciate the thought. Uh, Randall writes, Eric, read this article carefully. At first, you think it's another anti-vaxxer complaining, but it is not. It's the mother of a child who is too young for the measles vaccination, uh, complaining rightfully so for the spread of measles caused by those who can and should have been vaccinated, not being vaccinated. So, all right, here's what happened. Uh, well, actually, let me read the rest of this. He says the statistics about the spread of measles and impact from unvaccinated individuals are mind boggling. If your rants against non-vaxxers gets even one to have their kids and themselves vaccinated, you will add to your influencer status as it continues to grow into legendary proportions. All the a-hole non-vaxxers need to be vaccinated and have their children vaccinated against all preventable diseases. Well, that's not going to happen and I can't do anything, but I will tell you this. In my opinion, it should be a state mandate. The states have the uh, ability to do this, and uh, it would take a while, but it should be 100% uh, uh, effective if they make 
make force the hand of people who have not been vaccinated to be vaccinated. Measles is super contagious. If you cough into the air in a public place, uh, that that is a taint. And that is uh, easily transmitted just by walking through the mist or the the uh, molecules that it is involved that leave a person's lungs uh, stay viable for extended time on surfaces. And it's in the air. It's an airborne virus that will kill the elderly and kill the very young. Now, this lady's baby, uh, it was too young to have the vaccination delivered to her. And delivered to the kid. So here is the problem. Uh, asshole will cough or whatever. And then a child that does not yet have the vaccination because they're too young gets it. And there is a chance that the kid could die. So uh, this lady is, uh, is completely pissed off. Uh, five month birthday. It was a day after the kid's five month birthday. When the kids spiked a fever of 102.5 degrees. Mom's freaking out. Walter Blum, a happy, healthy baby in Chico, California. By the way. Then the day after this photo. Was I love the fact that the kid's name is Walter. A baby with an old school name like that is awesome. I love uh, old school names on little, little kids. Taken. This happened. The oh. measles. At five months old, Walter was too young to be vaccinated against this extremely contagious virus that used to kill hundreds of children a year in the U.S. alone. Like all babies, he relied on the rest of us to vaccinate. It's really sad, but our community kind of failed us. Big Jenny McCarthy. His mother, Sarah, Seriously, writing on Facebook she should be in last prison. month. This would have been 100% preventable if people would just trust doctors and science and vaccinate their children. Because of them, my little boy had to get measles and suffer. It wasn't always like this. The incidence of diseases such as measles, mumps, and rubella Clinton. are at an all-time low. That's right. In 2000, public health officials declared measles eliminated Let's from the United States. Let's light up a cigar States. for that one. But over the past 20 years, anti-vaxxers have spread lies about vaccines. The anti-vaccine lobby has been telling parents that children are getting injured from vaccines or they're getting yeah, autism. Those fucking we know assholes. None of those things are true. Many parents, including Donald Trump, fell for it. He what? tweeted in 2014, oh, healthy young child goes to doctor, gets pumped with massive oh, shot of fuck. many vaccines, doesn't feel good and changes autism. Many such cases. Oh, you the asshole. The fuck is wrong with you? Result? So far in 2019, there have been 704 Holy cases shit, of measles in 22 states, surpassing the highest number on record since the disease was declared eliminated. And this year isn't even halfway over yet. You know, it, uh, when in 2000, that was the closest to it being eradicated. In order for it to be officially a dead virus, there has to be one full year of, of zero cases. If that happens, there is no chance it can mutate or be transformed from, uh, uh, transferred from, from source to source. One year, and they were close. They were very, very close. Thursday, two universities in Los Angeles issued a measles quarantine for exposed students and staff who couldn't prove that they'd been vaccinated against the disease. More than 1,000 people ordered to stay home. On Friday, President Trump changed his tune. They have to get the shot. The vaccinations are so important. This is Somebody, really going. Somebody's got to ask him about that tweet. I'd love to hear it. 
how he responds to that one. He can give a thoughtful answer like he is right now, and then someone say, yeah, in 2014, you uh, you tweeted this out. What do you think of that? He's going to go, I tell him to go, I tell you to go fuck yourself. Now they have to get their shot. But it was too late for Walter. As a disease, once oh. virtually gone, makes a comeback, a public health travesty that didn't have to happen. Oh. Elizabeth Cohen, CNN, New York. Fake news. It's fake news. That's what I say. I never tweeted that. That's fake news. <laughs> That's fake news. Man, come on. That is remarkable. Finally, I get so pissed off. You lied to Congress. I don't want to hear this. Stupid ass uh, Senate subcommittee hearing. All right. One more for you. One more for you. This is a doozy. Holy shit. I could not believe this. Lady shows up at daycare to uh, pick up her kid. And she's walking up to the facility. And uh, all of a sudden, she gets struck in the head with an enormous, what? Bowling ball? uh, 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 Two by four? I think I would have taken those things over what hit her in the head. This is uh, this is the story. Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, this is a really crazy story, you guys. So here's the aftermath of what happened. Take a look at this. There are still dozens of bees scattered all over this driveway on the ground. Some of them are crawling and actually... A bee's nest. A big bee's nest. That's what she's referring to. Hit this lady right in the head. And, uh, you know, those things aren't the sturdiest thing. So it, it burst open like like a, a freaking watermelon hitting the cement. And 99 billion bees covered her face. Holy shit flying so we're being careful but that woman is lucky to be out of the hospital tonight she says she was coming here to pick up her son from daycare when a gust of wind blew a basketball sized beehive out yeah, of the really top struggled of this with tree, that word there and it landed right on top of her head this picture was taken of the massive beehive in front of a Tempe home daycare Monday morning. And just hours later, Man, a serious a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Walking up to the house and okay. with my wonderful This luck, is the lady. <laughs> the second I get out of my car and walk under it, it falls How on my head. How is she talking? How is she not dead? Yeah, it fell directly on my head. I heard it like explode on my head. This woman who was oh, asked to remain anonymous before. says during the storm, a huge gust of wind happened to blow as she was walking up to pick her son up from daycare. And when the hive landed on top of her head, she says she was stung over 30 times. Uh, my head, my shoulders, my arms, my fingers. She says she rushed inside to the shower and immediately took Benadryl and the fire wow, department smart. foamed the hive and the front of the home to protect anyone else, especially since an elementary school school was about to Jesus. let students out nearby. The woman was taken to the hospital to be checked out, but she's now recovering tonight and says she's thankful it wasn't her son. I just want to say that I'm happy that I'm not allergic and I'm happy that this didn't happen to somebody that was, so I'm Well, no. I'm okay you can always hope happened. an anti-vaxxer gets it. Wow. Okay, guys, now here is the kicker. The daycare says they called a beekeeper to come take care of this hive on Friday. Uh-oh. But the beekeeper was not available, so they rescheduled for 6 o'clock tonight. That's when the beekeeper was supposed to come out. Of course, Mother Nature happened before that beekeeper could get here. But luckily, that woman is okay and recovering tonight. Yep. Crazy story. Yep. Reporting live in Tempe, Brianna Whitney for Arizona State. Yeah, we had one uh, bald-faced hornet, hornet's nest in the front yard last year. And, uh, oh, my God, you do not F with them. They, they, they can make your life miserable.
Uh, okay, here we go. What do we got left? Uh, not that much. Uh, I do want to say that I'm excited because there's a, uh, a, a, a God. Nobody's going to know this. Nobody's going to even be aware of this. If they if they are, I'll be impressed. Um, the there was a show on HBO a long time ago called Deadwood, and it is awesome. And um, I just saw a preview for a Deadwood film that is going to be on HBO. And I am stoked about this. Um, Deadwood's not for everybody. It's got some of the most brutal language you've ever seen. Some super gratuitous muff shots and, uh, and sex scenes that'll make you blush. But uh, it's just, it features... Um, uh, this character by the name of uh, Al Swearingen, played by Ian McShane. Holy cow. This guy is awesome. His uh, gratuitous use of the term sea sucker, I don't even like saying it on here, uh, is, is one for the ages. Absolutely awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Then uh, I have this story for you. The St. Louis Cardinals baseball team held a, uh, a night at the ballpark uh, the uplifting transplant awareness day. This actually is pretty good uh, at their stadium on Sunday. And one family went wearing t-shirts honoring their brother. Dude died in a car accident three years ago when he was 21 and the organs were donated. And they randomly met. That's right. The 65-year-old guy who got his heart. Yeah, if you get a 21-year-old's heart. You've got a great heart. You've got a strong motor on an old car is what you have. They should like test that to see like how well he can run a mile just to see if he can set some type of old man record. Uh, the recipient's family recognized the face on the T-shirt. So this wasn't a planned thing. Holy shit. The recipient's family recognized the face on the T-shirts, even though the families hadn't been allowed to exchange contact information. This is incredible. Let's take a listen to what they got here for us. None of us were expecting it. I could tell he was overwhelmed. I mean, I, you know, obviously you got this person's heart, you know, like it's really crazy feeling. We didn't even get to our seats until I'd say like the fifth inning. A woman walked up to us and said, are you Donovan's family? And, you know, wow. we kind of had, you know, a confused look like, yeah, like, who are you? And she, she just had her demeanor changed. And we're like, okay, something's going on. And she was like, my husband was a recipient of Donovan's heart. It was wow. crazy. That's the closest I've been to my brother since it's happened. His heart is literally beating against my ear right now. And it's, oh, it was a wonderful feeling. I imagine, man, I wouldn't be able to get enough of that. I love those. Every time I see some heartwarming story where the family uh, puts the stethoscope uh, up onto the chest, it's awesome. By the way, I got in trouble for a joke uh, back in the days. Holy fuck, this was bad, man. There was a story about a guy who got a dick transplant. And the recipient of the new dick was a war veteran. And his dick got blown off. And some guy died and they he donated, and I'm not making this up, donated his dick and the, they put the new dick on the veteran. Now, that was incredible and there was no joking there 
we were describing it respectfully as, wow, this is just amazing that they can do that. Who knew that you could do a dick, uh, a dick transplant or, or have a new dick installed on someone? And we weren't using the language I'm using right now, but I don't give a shit anymore. And I'm on Patreon, so fuck it. But uh, so I told that story. And then uh, some and then my joke was, I go, God, you know, you hear about you hear about when uh, one family puts the ear up to the chest of the of the uh, person who got the new heart. Let's hope <laughs> that nothing like that happens uh, when the when the one family meets the new family with this guy being a recipient of a penis. Wordy, I know, but you get what I'm talking about. I, I said it better on the air. It was actually done uh, well as opposed to what you just heard. But you get where I'm going with the joke. I forget what the fuck I said specifically. But then I I then got a phone call from somebody and I picked it up. And it was some veteran who is claiming I'm attacking veterans. So... I, I called him a nasty name and hung up on him. And uh, that, oh man, that put, uh, that put the wheels in motion. There's another layer to that story that I'm not going to go into any further. But I mean, it's, just, it's just, a, just a shit storm. So much trouble. Holy cow, one thing after another. Jeez. Uh, John, well done there. I see that. You folks are awesome as always. I appreciate you. That's going to do it for today. The Eric St. Joe podcast is done. Busy, busy day tomorrow. We'll be uh, publishing tons of stuff. You folks are great. Thank you. All right. That is it. Putting the wraps on another edition of not the best of the Eric St. Joe podcast. I told you it wasn't the best. I will have uh, for, let's see. What is the date? I mess this up every time. Damn it. If you, if you happen to be listening to this, on actually Friday the 26th, no, of May, know that on Monday the 29th is Memorial Day, I'll have another not the best of show for you. Now, if you're on Patreon, just know that uh, for Friday the 26th of May, there is a uh, show titled Something to Listen to While I'm Away. That's a three-hour show. You will love it. That's all I can tell you. If you know, you know. I'll have the same thing for you on Patreon on Monday, a lot of people commenting, loving the something to listen to while I'm away shows. A lot of fun. It's new to me too. All right. That's going to do it. Thank you for checking this out. Till next time. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.